Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 4.5 KCCW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Toast to the Town with Chrissy and Mel. And we are glad to have everybody in-house today. Yes, it's so nice. I mean, there's this mysterious thing falling from the sky outside, though. I know. kind of freaked me out because I wasn't exactly kinda, sure what it was. Exactly. Kind of between know? Huntsville and Conroe, it just, like, poured so hard I couldn't see. And all of a sudden, voila! Voila! I know. It, it was kind of nice, though. And I think it's going to just keep coming down for a little bit off and on I for know. the rest of the all week. week. So, all week. So, you know, that's awesome. Um, so... We we are here. We are here. Sorry, I was finishing up some little notes. Good. good. Some well, little you notes. And, you and your notes. I know. Um, it, it's good because I don't have notes and I don't have a brain. Oh, so. wow. <laughs> uh, you know, it's um, it's a big week here uh-huh. in Montgomery County and Walker County and all the surrounding counties here in the state of Texas because high school football starts this week. <laughs> Super excited about that. Uh-huh. Um, and college football officially starts next weekend on Labor Day weekend. So, Hallelujah. It's Praise funny. the Lord. I was looking at our calendar, you know, the one that looks like Skittles threw up on it, and I thought, everybody's colors are over here and over here, and the whole Labor Day weekend, there's time, people. You can, there's things you can do. You can get out. You can walk. You can party. You can do this. You can do that. No, nothing going on. Now I know why. Um, yeah, there's lots going on Labor Day weekend. <laughs> but yes, I will be watching uh, Texas A&M take on the Sam, Sam Houston, Houston State Bearcats. University Bearcats. So uh, well, hey, that'll be a great way to start. They're the top. Start team, they're the top team in the nation. With the a couple steps down, hold your horses. Nothing wrong with Sam Houston, but come <laughs> on. I just like getting you started. I know. That's all. But anyway, so really, really excited about that. Um, you know, we've got Connor City Council workshop going on today and meeting tomorrow. So, oh, um, and I don't know if everybody knows this, but you can actually go to the City of Connor website and you can actually watch those meetings mm-hmm. live. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to come down to actually the the city hall down here in downtown Connor, but I would really encourage you to pay attention to what's going on, get engaged, get knowledgeable about what's going on. They even have the agenda out there, so you can see exactly what they're going to be talking about. Just scroll through it; there might be something of interest to you, you know that what? you can find out what's going on. I could add something to that. I had somebody tell me the other day. I said, "You know, I'd probably do great running for city council." It wasn't about Conroe; it was about another city. I'd probably do great running for city council. They don't get paid or anything to do this, and most places don't. I think they give you a pittance to cover your office supplies or something. And they said, I, I just I just don't know exactly how it goes. I said, have you ever watched the city council? And all of the cities that I've worked in mm-hmm. have it online. I said, have you ever watched it? They said, no. I said, maybe you should. Yeah, <laughs> and then you can find out if that's something you want to do. Yeah, and, you know, find out what's going on and – because there's always so much going on is. in Conroe, especially since it's Conroe's time to shine. And, um, you know, it's a good time to uh, to engage mm-hmm. in what's going on, and which kind of segues me into this. You know, there's this road in downtown, Con- well, in Conroe, mm-hmm. not in downtown Conroe, mm-hmm. called the Sergeant Ed Holcomb mm-hmm. Parkway. 
and the Conroe Police Department put out this post, and um, and I think people need to know about this. I think this is really interesting. If you were like me, and I I didn't know because um, I wasn't quite old enough to remember. Mm-hmm. But on this day, 40 years ago, Sergeant Ed Holcomb Jr. and three other Conroe police officers responded to a domestic dispute call. And when they got there, the suspect's wife ran from the house, said that her husband was inside, possibly armed. And Sergeant Holcomb approached the the home to walk onto the porch. And as he walked by the sliding glass door, the suspect opened fire and shot him with a rifle uh, shot him in the chest. He's the only Conroe police officer to ever be killed in the line of duty. Um, and he he finally succumbed to his injuries on September 14th, 1982. But, um, you know, we always talk about, you know, how rich our community is in history. Right. And, and we always, all you know, support all of our first responders. Um, and, but that's a big day in Conroe PD. And yes. the fact that we've only had one officer killed in the light of duty in the city of Conroe. Um, I think that's pretty amazing. But, um, but you know, lift up his family in prayer today. I'm sure it's a pretty hard day for them. I imagine. Pretty I sure. Imagine. Pretty sure it's a hard day. But, uh, but I thought that was great. I thought it was great that Conroe PD would put that out and and share that story because we have so many new people that have moved into the area. But some of us that grew up here that, you know, we're we're too young to really remember that. Um, I think it's important history for us to know. So, Sergeant Ed Holcomb, rest in peace. Thank you so much for serving our community and making it a better place to be. Absolutely. So, um, on that note, if you want to make the world a better place today, uh, K&G Capital over at 3210 North Fraser Street in Conroe is doing a blood drive uh, today until 2.30. So, give the gift of life. Go donate some blood. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, um, tonight, we've got Corey Morrow live at Docido Barn. Um, if you're looking for something to do this evening, but also going along, going around today, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them stroll through City Hall. Um, the Renaissance Festival. I King knew that's what you were going to say. Is doing the tour of Conroe. Hear ye, hear ye. Do you remember our first year? I do. Yes. And the King came and hung uh-huh. out with us. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a good time. So they're going to be making scheduled stops at the food bank at Hunger Crush, which is the new restaurant. Um, down on 105 West that actually benefits the Montgomery County Food Bank, uh, the firm meadery here in downtown, and also Southern Star Brewery. So if you'd like to see the King, they're actually uh, raising awareness and funds to uh, get rid of hunger here in Montgomery County. So make sure you're looking for them. Um, Tomorrow evening Mm -hmm. is a great time to be in downtown Conroe because it's the sip, shop, and stroll going in all downtown all the restaurants, all the boutiques, all the different shops. It starts at 4 o'clock. They've got so many great things going on. And then um, it's just come down. Come grab a drink. Come grab a bite to eat. Do a little bit of shopping. Um, Also, Friday night going on here in downtown Conroe, 202 Main is doing How to Make a Craft Cocktail. If you've never had one of their craft cocktails, trust me, they are worth learning about. Um, And then the Firm Meadery is having stand-up comedy night, which I think is so much fun because any of us could really use a glass of wine (laughs) and something to laugh about. So that's going on. Uh, This weekend, we have a new shop opening in downtown Conroe. Do you want to take a breath? No. You have just, you've got the list today. I want to get through this. We've got, we've got, we've got things to talk about. Um, so this weekend, mm-hmm. it is the grand opening of Almost August, which is a new shop here in downtown Connor. I mean, almost just August. almost August. And they have uh, hand poured soaps and candles and linen sprays. Think wonderful gift ideas. 
Um, I, there's just so much going on in downtown Conroe the next three days. It's crazy. Um, there's also Main Street Market happening in downtown Conroe. It starts at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. They've got the farmer's market out here. You've mm-hmm. got vendors mm-hmm. in addition to all the things that are here permanently in downtown Conroe. So. Some I'm telling you, it's, it's a great place to be. Um, we've got the Lake Conroe Home and Outdoor Living Show going on at Margaritaville. We have the Comic Conroe Strikes Back, which is a comic convention going on at the Lone Star Convention Center. And then we have Racking Up Dollars for Scholars Bowling Tournament, benefiting the Metro Go Texan Committee of Connor Willis and the Woodlands. Who benefits the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. Who benefits the youth of Montgomery County. Thank you. And uh, that is going to be out in Cut and Shoot out at the Bowling Alley. So uh, Time to Spare is hosting us once again. It's going to be a grand old time. So if you bowl... Even if you don't mm-hmm. bowl well, <laughs> you could come join us. There's silent auction stuff going on, but all the dollars raised um, stay here in scholarships uh, for students in Conroe ISD and Willis ISD. So excellent, so excellent. Yes. Um, now I'm going to take a break. <laughs> Go ahead, show yours. Um, I, I, uh, when you were talking about police, it reminded me of another whole topic that sure. we need to discuss with you. If you're okay discussing it, okay. Not that she put you on the spot no, or anything. No, no. Or could have said, hey, let's no, take a break. No, if she, if, she, if, she, if she can't, if she doesn't want to, that's fine. Um, anyway. Um, it just depends on what you mean. <laughs> just a brief little. Just a brief. No, no. I was wondering just a, if she just, paid off my arrest record. And I don't know about <laughs> no it. Idea what we're talking about. I mean, she, she just like pops up out of nowhere and says, hey, can we talk about this? Nobody's watching. Nobody's paying attention. Oh, you know they all love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> they go, oh, Mel's talking. There Let's she see. goes talking again. Pretty much anything. Here <laughs> she goes again. Anyway. Um, um, okay. What I was going to say is, <laughs> I don't remember what I was going to say, frankly, but we'll move on to the next thing. I was go right ahead. Um, I think that um, we should get a group together and we should be out here tomorrow evening. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. You're going to be here. Uh, I have a yes because I have a meeting. Oh, good. At six p.m. Okay. at two o two meeting. <laughs> so yes, yeah, I'll be yeah. I'm I'm gonna be where they're making drinks. <laughs> Happens to, to you know I didn't I don't plan all the good things, but some things that are planned right. are just good things that happen to me. So. Absolutely. So Absolutely. you get involved in your community and you end I up. I said that about you know, yesterday. I said I said well it's Christy. Well, who was I talking to? Oh, Jim. Anyway, I said, it's Christy. It'll just happen. <laughs> he goes, what? I said, good things follow her. Okay, well, that's not always true. I didn't say bad things don't follow okay. her. I just said good things follow I'm her. I'm stalked. Yeah. Anyway. So um, why don't you introduce our guest okay, today, Okay, I would love to. I would love to. Um, today we have with us Madeline Lucier, and she is, well, I like to call her the heartbeat of Walker County. She's that's a little much, but she's a she's a community advocate, and both Huntsville and Conroe. She's a, she's a, involved in Conroe activities as well, but she has done by municipal. Yeah, I called her I called her a by county girl. By county girl. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, she is so connected. Her husband is a constable in Walker County. And she um, does all kinds of activities, and we'll talk about some of those. And I think um, 
the best way to, to introduce her, because I could go on forever, is to just start going through some of her things. Anyway, welcome, Madeline. We are so glad Hi, to have Madeline. you. It's very nice Hello. to see you today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for braving the, we- the weather the to weather, make, right. it, make it to the south side. She is a, <laughs> she is a talented and smart girl. Excellent. And I call her a girl because we're past that age. Okay. <laughs> anyway. I'm not too much younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I'm 29. Um, anyway, Madeline is um, one of the things that she has done. She's been very active in the Republican Party in Walker County. And I mean the Republican women and the Republican Party. She's always always doing things. Anyway. Tell us a little bit about some of your, and you can talk about all of it or you can leave part of it out, but tell us a little bit about some of, of your political activities up there. And let's just go ahead and move all that out of the way and we can go on and talk about how great you are. Well, um, I in the Walker County Republican Women, I've served as president, vice president, secretary, and chair of several of the committees mm-hmm. through the years mm-hmm. for over 10 years. And then my husband ran for office and I was his uh, cheerleader, campaign yes, manager. Yes, campaign to- manager, yeah, thank you. To- <laughs> toilet cleaner, <laughs> window washer. And so we were excited when he won his election. So he's in his second term of his second year as constable precinct two in Walker County. Excellent. Yeah. And he's a, he's a nice guy. He's a good one to call if he you know, you're stuck on the side of the road at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And he always tells people, call my wife because I have to wake him up. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, um, what about um, all of the things that you do? I mean, you have three sons mm-hmm. that uh, are. How old are they? We are empty nesters as of last October. Oh. Okay, we're happy. Well, I'm going to be empty nesting <laughs> next summer. And and so this is encouraging. We're not sad. I <laughs> so, still see them. I had a friend of mine, and she posted this this comic strip, and it said, "This is the most true to, to parenting life as you can imagine." And it's this mama bird with this baby bird. It says, "I will always keep you warm." And the next frame is this mama bird with a little bit baby bird saying, I will always encourage you and I will always be here for you. And then the third one is mama bird with a little bit larger adolescent bird going I will I will help guide you through life and and we'll get through this together and then the last one is she's kicking the baby bird out of the nest <laughs> saying now fly baby bird fly <laughs> and so I feel like I'm starting to get a little bit closer to that kicking them out yeah. of the nest thing she 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 has sent her she didn't send them away I think they made that choice themselves <laughs> but uh, go ahead and tell yes, us yes we were tell, start really at the initiated because our oldest son will be 25 actually next month mm-hmm. And right out of high school, he joined the Air Force. Wow. So he Fantastic. left. That was really hard because unlike sending your child to college where you can talk to them, uh-huh. you don't get <laughs> any con- communication for right. a long time while they're in basic training. So that was really hard with the first ones. It gets easier, you know, as they you go through the kids. Mm-hmm. But um, our oldest served six years in the Air Force, and he came back this Kudos past to year. Him. Cheers to him Cheers. for serving our country. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and uh, he is currently 
looking at different opportunities, probably going to go into law enforcement because he was security forces, which is federal mm -hmm. law enforcement in the Air Force. So he's working on that right now. So it's been nice to have him back home after six years. Yes. He's not in our home, but Close he's back. Close enough to visit. Yes. <laughs> he comes over for mom's cooking. Um, and then our middle son is 22, and he was a graduate of TSTC in Waco in auto collision repair mm -hmm. and management technology. Excellent. And worked in that field for two years and then decided he wanted to work with mom. <laughs> so, and what do you do? <laughs> I own a piano tuning and repair business that I started 18 years ago. Excellent. This month is actually my 18th anniversary. Wow. So. Kudos yeah. to that. And so my two youngest boys actually worked with me in the summer times doing cleanings on pianos and repairs and stuff. So it wasn't new to him, but he decided he wanted to jump in with me because I actually Maybe could the use help. the help. Yeah, there's not a lot of people in this I was industry. I say, that's a, that's a so specialized skill. It is. And you have to love it. Yeah. <laughs> not everybody can love sit there and listen to a piano and, Yes. Yeah. But I like taking an instrument that just doesn't really sound musical at all and then making Giving a musical instrument out of it where it sounds really nice. I can, and, see, I can see where that would be very yeah. fulfilling. So my son's been working, my middle son's been working with me since November, and I trained him, and he's actually going off on his own now. Wow. To, I can send him off to appointments. It's really nice. And then our youngest is 19, and he is in South Korea in the Air Force. So wow. he's about to have his first year finished. Wow. Yeah. And you kind of got that the first since the first one kind of conditioned you for this mm -hmm. it's a little it's bit it's a little easier less traumatic. Yeah. yeah i don't cry as much when i yeah <laughs> that's hard those babies yeah. are always our babies but it is nice now i mean i i can't imagine what it would have been like 20 30 years ago and more you know when you didn't have the phones and Facebook Messenger mm -hmm. has been awesome. Yes. Um, especially when my other son was overseas because the Facebook Messenger you can call each other yes. on. Yes. And it doesn't uh, cost you anything. Yes. Because they can't use their regular phones yeah. over there. So we have communication. It's not like you're having to write a letter and wait a and few wait, weeks right. and then back but and still, forth. But still, I mean, it does have its challenges, but, you mm -hmm. know, technology does have its perks. Yes. Obviously. If I send him a care package, it takes a good two weeks to get mm -hmm. over there. <laughs> so right now he's waiting for beef jerky. <laughs> I bet he's oh. counting down the minutes. Yes. <laughs> I can only imagine. Mm -hmm. Well, um, as far as, okay, there's the kids, and now we, we've talked about your business, so we can dig into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, I really, when I first met Madeline, she was driving a, Ex expedition War? expedition okay and it had script writing and a piano keyboard on the side of it, it says pianos by piano tuning by madeline i believe is what it said right or madeline's, madeline's piano, piano tuning, tuning and repair and sorry <laughs> okay so I, I was driving down the road and i kept commenting uh, to whomever was in the car at the time most of the time annie and um <laughs> i kept commenting i bet she's fun i bet she's fun because her stuff's all over the windows. It was cute. Anyway. And I have the added musical notes. Yeah, right. Yeah. So then, um, then uh, anyway, her husband called me, and I worked for him on his first campaign a long, long time ago. And um, anyway, it was, it was kismet. And she is fun. 
there you go. <laughs> so now you have it. Anyway. Well, I want to know, how did you get started in, I mean, it's one thing to be a piano teacher because, you know, there are lots of people that are very adept at that, um, that could, that have that talent. But to go into the mechanics of the instrument that is mm -hmm. so intricate and how in the world did you get started in that? I never get that question. <laughs> um, well, actually, I have a Bachelor of Music in Music Therapy with mm -hmm. a minor in piano from Sam Houston State. Go Bearcats. And <laughs> two two National Championships. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I did my internship at the Institute for Rehabilitation and Research in Houston. And then they had a part-time position come open, so I worked part-time. Mm -hmm. But at the time, uh, my husband and I were recently married and we decided we wanted to live in Huntsville because mm -hmm. neither one of us grew up there, but we loved it. Right. I've been there since I was 19. And I didn't want to move down to Houston to work because there were no music therapy jobs at the time between mm -hmm. Huntsville and Houston, which it's grown since then. But, um, I remember when I'd brought my piano to my house when I was in college, I had someone come tune my piano from out of town. There weren't many people doing it. And I paid $50, he was there 30 minutes, and he only touched like the center of the piano. He didn't touch every tuning pin. I didn't know anything about piano tuning. I've played since I was eight. Mm -hmm. But one thing about piano players, we learn how to play with every other instrument because I also play viola since mm -hmm. I was 10. With every other instrument, you learn how to tune your instrument, yep. replace strings, do True. my repairs and everything else. But you don't learn about the mechanics of a piano. Right. You just sit down and play it. And right. if something's not right, you, you know something's not right, you just don't know how to fix it. Yeah. So I just, I, stay, I was able to stay home with all three of my boys when my youngest was a baby. I. I just say God gave me the idea because I don't know where it came from. <laughs> I never imagined I would have been doing this, but I started researching piano technology because I knew how to do things with my viola and mm -hmm. not my piano. And I thought I can do a better job than what was done to my piano because I know it didn't sound quite right, but I didn't know why. And I found the American School of Piano Tuning and I sent off for the information. It was a correspondence course because really there was only one school to go to, which was several states away, yeah. and I wasn't leaving three little children. Right. So um, I got the information, but it was like a couple thousand dollars. I'm like, that's a lot of money to spend to invest. if you don't know mm -hmm. really if you want to do it or not because I don't know if I'm going to love it, and I have to love something to do it. I have right. to have a passion for it because um, you want to care about it and do a good job. So I sat on it for a little while, prayed about it, and a few months later, I got a letter in the mail from the American School of Piano Tuning, and they said, well, we had a few people order this course. They didn't do anything with it. They sent it back, so we're going to offer it to you half price. Excellent. Wow. That was my answer to yeah, my prayer. That was, your, you that was your sign. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm going to go for it. So I took my time with it. I went through a year of it and they at the end of the course they tell you how to start your business and give you suggestions very cool and joining a local chapter of the piano technician guild and i um 
got with a mentor, Les Bartlett, who should be listening right now. <laughs> Thank you, Les. <laughs> um, I've known him for many years. He's been wonderful, helped me get me get me to where I am now. Still wonderful. Um, so I just went from there, started. I uh, I was it was as it was suggested. Um, I went to a couple of people's houses, friends that had pianos, right. and just started tuning for free. And I just had on. a natural knack for it, I guess, because they were happy with it. And I thought, well, yep, here we go. They're happy with it. I'm gonna start charging. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, a couple of years later, I had enough business to be full time. I got a contract with the same Houston State and. Um, I started developing relationships with a lot of piano dealers, mm-hmm. and so now I tune for a lot of school districts and probably churches. Dosi do, yeah. You mentioned Dosi do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, churches anywhere there's a piano. That is excellent, and it's one of those things, like you said, that we kind of take for granted because, you know, you you just assume that you know with every you're right with every other instrument instrument mm-hmm. we have our little tuners and we can tighten yeah. strings loosen them up whatever but mm-hmm. piano is a different story so so uh, and i have a question about how this is affecting things i don't think it's bothering because i've watched you go from reasonably busy to like you don't have time mm-hmm. you know um yeah. so i don't think this is affecting it but um my piano <clears throat> Someone left in a flooded room. The piano wasn't flooded, but you know what happens when the mm-hmm. moisture gets in it. Anyway, um, and so Annie wanted to learn to play the piano, and I thought, well, music can mm-hmm. connect therapy. the synapses mm-hmm. therapy yeah. for and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, and that year for Christmas, she got electric keyboards from two different people. Well, I was going to put her on the piano, you know, mm-hmm. because there's nothing like that feeling when you right. master it. It's pretty cool even here we go up the road you know so um anyway she never would sit at the piano again Hmm. never again anyway so has it affected you has it affected the piano business because then I could the keyboards mm -hmm. um actually no because I'm what I call a fundamental pianist mm-hmm. because I learned on a an acoustic piano. Right, mm-hmm. right. And if you go to a concert hall, you don't normally see a keyboard. If you're right. going to a right, yeah, absolutely. piano concert, you've got a nine foot concert grand. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's something about I don't like digital keyboards. That's just my personal preference because I think like with my viola and an acoustic piano you become one with the instrument because you feel those vibrations. Sure. Um, I've even tried an electric violin, five-string violin, Mm -hmm. and it's just not the same to me. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm playing a keyboard and there's a speaker behind me, I just, my brain doesn't connect to my fingers if the sound isn't coming right here and I can feel it. Yeah, right. I hadn't (laughs) even thought about that. That's funny. But there's a lot of people that still have pianos. I mean, some people mm-hmm. like the digital keyboards, but but there are a lot of family there's no shortage of pianos that are getting passed down and and yes. anything so I assume you probably do the traditional, you know, grand pianos and the uprights mm-hmm. and everything in between, which it, it amazes me the difference in those two and they can still create the same sound. 
-hmm. Like the construction of a piano is so amazing. It's hard to believe how long they've been around. But, you know, you see these amazing photographs of the interior workings of a piano and it's and it's almost art it's beautiful there's over a thousand moving parts in a piano action that is crazy and i actually did not know the difference between a vertical and a grand piano mm -hmm. action until i started working on them and learning about them and the reason a grand piano is easier to play quick passages is because it has a repetition lever with a spring mm -hmm. and that's the main difference between the vertical action and a grand action. It wow. makes certain things play easier. So like, out, so is there more reverb with an upright? So the notes are a little bit longer? Or well, the hammer bounces back up to the string quicker. Uh -huh. So you can play faster passages easier. That is very piano. interesting. Mm -hmm. See, things you don't even know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I didn't know that either. And That's in this amazing. business, you can learn to just tune. Or you can go all the way and learn how to Prepare, reg ac action regulation is like a tune-up on a piano. Some people think they need to buy a new vehicle or a new piano. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I always compare it to a new vehicle. But uh, when a piano needs to be regulated because it doesn't feel like it should, you can't play softly. Sometimes the keys mm -hmm. will miss or whatever. Um, over time, those felt compact and it just doesn't play like it's supposed to and people think they need a new piano when really it just needs action regulation. So I do that plus a lot of repairs and everything. So I'm not just a piano wow, tuner, a I'm one -stop a shop. piano technician. So I do a lot of those repairs. So what was the craziest condition of an instrument that you found and was and was able to rehabilitate it and have there ever been any that you've gone in that you were like yeah no this never gonna happen. I've run away yes yes <laughs> <laughs> like the haunted houses <laughs> with the you know <laughs> yes I've come to pianos that were mouse infested because oh my mice love piano felts oh yes and <laughs> I've that's not safe to breathe now did they that. did they did they know before they called you? Did they give you a Most heads up? Most don't because you don't see it unless the piano gets unless opened look up. At, yeah. Yes. And there'll be a mouse nest. Mm. And I have actually had a mouse jump out at oh, me no. one time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't. Those are usually so bad that you can't do because, much with it just because it you up. can't get all that urine and stuff yeah. out of the wood. But usually there's all these parts arrested and everything's sticking anyway and it's just not safe to have an home yeah yeah <laughs> hmm. but i have done major rehabilitations like restoring replacing felts replacing hammers all that kind of thing is there one particular job that was like super cool that like that you remember like i have re done a an old upright where I replaced all the strings and all the hammers all the action parts and it was really nice when it was done because it was an heirloom and most of those pianos now that were built at the turn of the century in the 1900s yes <laughs> right uh -huh. um they're at the point now they're 120 years old and they need so much work some of them are beyond because it can cost fifteen to twenty thousand dollars to completely rebuild one of those yeah. And there are people that want to do that, and that's fine. You know, um, if it's sentimental, that means a lot to somebody if it was grandma's piano. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, 
you have to kind of pronounce them. They need to go to piano heaven, <laughs> and you need to spend your money on a, a nicer <laughs> piano, especially yeah. with children, because a lot of children won't continue to take lessons after about a year if they don't have a successful piano to play on. Right. And you don't have to have an expensive piano. Even like a little Wurlitzer spinet can be fine as long as it's functional. Mm-hmm. But the the child has to feel successful and it has to respond properly in order for them to feel successful and feel want encouraged. to continue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if they're trying to play something and it's just not doing what it's supposed to, they can really get um, discouraged. Yeah. Or one key that won't pop up after. Yes. <laughs> and I get that a lot. I have a sticking key. And sometimes it's very simple. Something got out of alignment. Other times something may be broken. But, but yeah, we do it all. So the, the grand that you repaired, that you went and basically, how long did that take you? That was an upright that an I upright. did. Oh, it, was. Um, it took several months just because you have to order parts and I had I was by myself so I kind of had to work my tunings in right. between but it yeah it took several months I mean because I'm just guessing with you know each each key having its own string or at least that's how I mm-hmm. perceive it but to to you know to be able to go through and you know first identify and diagnose the problem Mm-hmm. and then order parts or whatever, and then actually go in there and do it, and then actually tune it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that seems like it could and be really you have a to match really the parts long... to the piano. Yeah. That's what the regulation does, because you have to regulate it after you put new parts in. So they all wow. work properly. Okay, so tell me this. Do uh, I know you're in the Conroe um, Orchestra, Symphony and Orchestra. Is that right? Symphony, Conroe Symphony, Symphony Orchestra. Orchestra. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, <laughs> Symphony Orchestra. Um, do you, um, tell me what instruments you play with them. I play the viola. You do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you don't play the piano with them. No, I have occasionally, but I normally play viola. Yeah. And I started this year is actually the 25th season. It's the 25th anniversary yes. of the Connor symphony. And I started with them the second concert. I'm not a charter member because I had just had my first baby. So oh, I wasn't ready to but that's amazing. leave for three hours at a time. Yeah. That, and, you know, and um, and I think there are a lot of people that don't realize how amazing the Conroe Symphony Orchestra is. Oh, and, they're phenomenal. And the, the gym that it is here in Conroe. I mean, mm-hmm. seriously. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I've played several different roles. I've been principal violist, personnel manager, um, I've served on the board mm-hmm. in different capacities. Window washer. Yeah. <laughs> I've been librarian. I've ordered music, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. So it's a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's a lot of fun. And, and we have a new. 25 years. That's yes, amazing. We have a new conductor starting the season, Gary Leaps. Mm-hmm. And our first concert of this season is actually October 15th. Saturday, October 15th at 7.30 mm-hmm. at the Willis High School Performing Arts Center. Which is fantastic. Yes. They yes. have a beautiful venue. Yes. I think most of our concerts are going to be there this That's year. excellent. And the first concert theme is Chills Down Your Spine. Ooh. So, Halloween. So, it's Halloween. Halloween. So, say Halloween theme. <laughs> so, um... That that's amazing, and I'm familiar with the Performing Arts Center because both of my kids go to Willis High School. Um, 
but what they were able to bring, I think, to this community as far as a venue for shows like that, yes, is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Extraordinary. I mean, it's it's really top of the art. Yeah, and Straight we've played many different places over the years, yeah. and we're hoping one day to have our own concert venue. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, I've heard a little bit of chatter about the potential of that, so uh-huh. it's very there exciting. Yep. I even heard where. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So do you do you also or have you ever given lessons to? I have. But th- being a teacher is not really my thing. Yeah, I think I would be like, <laughs> I, I can't even imagine there's enough excedrin in the world it, to make it that. It would go like this. Enjoyable. <laughs> Ma'am, your sweet angel's driving me crazy. Come pick him up, please. Yeah, that would be me. I actually, when I first started tuning pianos and I wasn't real busy, I had a young man, he was a teenager who had some learning disabilities mm-hmm. and his grandmother really she almost begged me and I couldn't tell her no but she wanted me to teach him because she knew of my music therapy, therapy. background mm-hmm. so that went well for about a year and he just decided he wanted to go to drums yeah <laughs> <laughs> beat things I do I know that who that too. is I think I know who that is I think I know who I, that is that was, was so long ago yeah. I don't remember okay, his okay. Name. <laughs> that's all right um what a there are some great kids who have challenges of all different kinds physical and mental and they they end up playing and some a lot of Mm -hmm. them play by ear and which is challenging as a teacher but what what interesting kids anyway that's all I just want to add that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so do you do you I mean to be a a woman in business you know Mm -hmm. has its challenge well to be a, a small business owner has its own challenges um and the good thing is, is I'm guessing that even through COVID, your your business was probably still pretty steady. Well, ish. That was a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I can't work from home. <laughs> I'm service based, so I can't have people bring right. their pianos to me. Right. So that was a rough month that I had to be shut down because. I was considered a non-essential business. Mm. I went on the the website and was reading detailed because I wanted to make sure I couldn't go to work. Right, yeah, right. And so I I stayed home that month. I think it was April Mm. when everybody got shut down. April of 2020. Yeah, March to April-ish. Yes, Mm -hmm. so I had to cancel all my appointments. But people, like towards the end of March, a lot of my older clients were canceling just because yeah, everybody didn't was want to take a risk out. right and so i was home the month of april but i was really busy actually because i was on zoom calls with the walker county chamber of commerce and the small business development center and congressman brady mm-hmm. i was trying staying very involved yeah. trying to yeah with the the loans that were available and mm-hmm. all that you know just seeing what possibilities were and so after I was off that whole month, I remember Governor Abbott saying, I want my sole proprietors to go back to work May 1st. Okay. Let's yes, go. Thank you. <laughs> so I started calling all my clients. I had to make changes, of course, like everybody else. Right. Um, sanitizing the piano keys. I was wearing gloves to begin with and mask and everything. And making sure my clients were comfortable with me coming in their home and Mm -hmm. all that. So um, I was able to navigate it and making sure everybody was comfortable. Uh, But really that month, it just started picking up again. And actually, 
with people being home for so long, they started taking lessons. Yeah. Even adults. You can take you can any do, kind of musical instrument yes. lesson at any age, and it's actually good for your brain. Absolutely. Yeah. Which was what I learned in music therapy because mm -hmm. you're creating the, those new synapses, whether you're reading or doing crossword puzzles or learning something new. You're keeping it's that great body for your brain chemistry right. snapping. Because it mm -hmm. keeps the dementia away. <laughs> but, yeah, I've, I stay really busy so i've been blessed and now you've got your son that's mm -hmm. helping too he so is. and he and that's his full-time gig so yes obviously y'all are staying pretty busy and i've i've had several people call me from the bryan college station area over the last couple of years and i just didn't i wasn't ready to expand that way because i already work six counties but my son is very willing to go that direction, so he's my technician for that area now. Excellent. So <laughs> spread the word if you're in Bryan College Station and you need uh, your piano tuned or repaired, you can reach out to Madeline, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you're in Conroe and you have a piano, I bet you already know her. <laughs> or Montgomery County, I should yeah. say. Yes, I work a lot in Montgomery County. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, all right. One of the things that um, what I was referring to a while ago, Madeline was like, she's famous. She's part of Texas history. <laughs> she, now she knows what I'm going to talk about. Um, it's um, and it's it's I'm sure it's I don't mean it's humorous, but it's we make it we talk light of it. But um, Madeline went through something pretty traumatic. Do you remember? And I'm going to ask you to talk to call the names of it because I'll screw it up if I do it. Um, what was the incident at TDC that caused it? What were their names that caused all the problems? How will people recognize the incident? Because they will. September 24, 2007. And I can't, I don't want to talk a whole lot about it just because just, things are I just are want still them to on, understand. I want them to understand <clears throat> where you've been. Two inmates escaped. Mm -hmm. um, you may say their names. No, you don't have to say that. It doesn't matter. And the short of it is they overtook a guard and another correctional officer, Susan Canfield, was mm -hmm. killed. And they stole a truck, drove across town. And I was in the bank drive through in my truck. And my doors were locked, but my window was down because I had just used the little receptacle mm -hmm. to put my check in. And all of a sudden, I had two inmates come up to my door. Oh, my heavens. And I knew they were inmates because I've been a dispatcher with Walker County Sheriff's Office for a couple of years, many years ago. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew immediately they were inmates and what had happened. Something, something went right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know anything that happened before that, but um, they had a rifle in my face and... Um, told me to move over and my brain just went to mush like you hear right because of the immediate Adrenaline. trauma and everything it was in slow motion and they shoved me across the seat one of them got in the driver's seat one of them got in the back and then we took off from the bank the short story is there was a shootout there at the bank between the inmate and the law enforcement that showed up at the bank then we drove Further down through town, the tire got shot out, so they pulled over and uh, decided to get out there and then went in the woods and 
Yeah, whatever. I had a police car come and get me, but I was in a shootout there also. So <clears throat> I'm very thankful traumatic. to be here. Yes. yes. <laughs> and and it, and the case, and this is what I think is so interesting because um, I didn't realize it, but you and I talked about it not too long ago. But the case is still going on. Yes. She still has to go to court. Like with appeals and everything that they're coming back with. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2007. Seven. So 15 yes. years you've been dealing with this now. Yes. Bless your heart. But I'm thankful to be here. Yes. <laughs> and thankful that you have the story to tell. <clears throat> yes. I've actually been able to witness to a lot of people based on that because there's so many side stories that were in, right. from people in town that saw that happening. And my favorite one is a lady from church told me, because this happened about 10 o'clock in the morning. She said she got to work that morning or, and she just felt this burning desire that she had to pray for protection over somebody. Wow. And she didn't know who it was. And her coworker came in and she said she's actually her prayer partner. And she says, I don't know who we're praying for, but we need to get on our knees and pray for somebody right now. Well, she told me later. It gives me goosebumps. I've got goosebumps all over me. (laughs) She told me later. She says, I know we were praying for you. And I said, I know it. I had (laughs) angels around me because I could have been shot so many different times or we could have been a wreck. I had bullet holes all in my truck when I was in it. Wow. So So how long were you in the truck with them? When they, when they got in at the bank, like, was it, I'm sure it probably felt like an eternity in some ways. It was maybe 10 or 15 minutes. It wasn't that long. But it was enough to do damage. I had to go through eight months of Oh, I can only imagine. I'd probably never roll my therapy. window down again. So, yeah. And I had to work through being able to go back to the bank because I wasn't going to let them win and make me have to leave town. Yeah. So I had to work through things to be able to still function. You know, there's TDCJ buses that drive through town. You know, it was. And it affected where I worked because um, if they were out working somewhere, I couldn't go there. I had to cancel a few appointments just because. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And there there are, of course, you know Huntsville well, but. There are, what, seven or nine? Seven units in Walker County? I think seven. Seven units. And Walker County mm-hmm. is a big county, but geographically, I mean, mm-hmm. so, um, but still, that's a lot of units. I mean, you're, you, you don't go to, you don't drive through Huntsville without seeing somebody in a white, in a yes. white jumper. Right. Jump and suit. if you're a painter, don't walk through Huntsville in a white, <laughs> white jumpsuit. <laughs> it doesn't go over well. They will Not be calling 911. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I can imagine. Um, and, and I'm, I just, I can't even imagine still having to deal with that 15 years later um, and still being kind of sucked back into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to testify in three capital murder trials. Wow. So did you use music to help get you through that? Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. music is therapy in itself just I agree. as an individual, mm-hmm. you know, and um there's a song that Stephen Curtis Chapman sings that I call my theme song when I was going through a lot. It's called Hiding Place. Mm-hmm. And if you look up the words to it, it's just awesome. And, I mean, I had friends tell me, I don't know how you're even keeping going because I would just crawl in a corner in my room and not ever get out again. Mm-hmm. But you have to make a conscious decision when you go through a traumatic event 
to move forward. I mean, it's a conscious decision because you can easily just Get crawl in a in. corner mm -hmm. and just. But I had kids. They were four, seven, and ten. And, I mean, I would get <laughs> in the car tough. in the mornings just crying, trying mm -hmm. to get to the school to take them to work. I'm like, Mommy's okay. I'm just, <laughs> We're going to get through okay. there. <laughs> I just may cry sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was a process. And my poor husband, bless his heart, he was my rock. And now was he in law enforcement at that time? Yes. Yes. And I can only imagine the effect that it had on him as well. Mm -hmm. And he didn't know how to help me. You know, yeah. you feel helpless. Um, but he, he understands and I understand, you know, when we have, uh, veterans come back and they are put on all these medications and then you're put on additional medications because you have side effects. Mm -hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden you've got too much medication and you can't function. That happened to me. And I just, one day I said, okay, we got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> this is not okay. This is not working. And so I stayed on one for a while to kind of keep me because what I learned down. from my counselor was when you go through a traumatic event like this, and I'm sure there's people listening that can relate to this, but it made sense when he told me that in a traumatic event, something in your brain just turns on and becomes overactive. And that's what can cause you to have panic attacks and anxiety. And that, um, that was the point that I was like, okay, I need to get help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I understand what our veterans and other individuals sure. go through with the whole medication thing. Sure. Because it's it's difficult. Well, and you know, and being a victim of a violent crime absolutely constitutes PTSD. Yes. Um, and I mean, I'm I'm sure the dreams and the memories and just you know the simple simple task of getting in your car and and mm -hmm. going to the bank, which seems like a no brainer. I can see where that would be. And I had to get challenge. another vehicle because I couldn't get oh, in that yeah. vehicle. Oh, no. He had no touched way. The yeah. steering, it was just, yeah. Because mm, yeah. he had touched me and I was like. Mm. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. So. Well, um, and I've I've heard her talk about it a couple of times. To, with I guess it was just conversations, really. Anyway, um, so I, I are, she earned my respect early on. We'll put it that way. She's, she's what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yes. I'm living it's proof true. of that. That is true. And you yes. can, that is so true. if you're not in a good place right now and you can't see the light, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, even though you may not be able to see it now. And things will get better. And you, reach out for help. And, and that was going to be my next thing. You know, I think so many people, um, and, and this the stigma has changed in the last you know, two decades over, you know, mental health and mental health awareness mm -hmm. and getting, you know, through traumatic events and, and the residual effects that it can have on your life. But there are still so many that don't ask for help. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yesterday on the news, they were reporting that the president of the Houston Texans, I think their foundation maybe, or maybe it was just their organization, um, you know, he succumbed to mental illness. And you look at, you know, Naomi Judd and how, yes. you know, she succumbed to her mental illness. And I think so much of that is because people don't reach out to those resources. Mm -hmm. And I know it's not, you know, who, who am I to preach uh, about doing that? But, uh, but there are so many great resources. And I'm, I'm sure you wouldn't be the woman that you are today without the help and guidance that mm -hmm. you got to work through that. Well, and that's Absolutely. what I was going to say. She, she went through all these years of 
starting a business, putting a business together, you know, and running the business by yourself. I mean, I know Shane, your husband was there to help you, but you know, right? He had his he had his own responsibilities. I mean, so Mm -hmm. so I think I I I think her uh, testimony is in her strength, which you know comes from above. So I'm uh, I'm pretty impressed with her. Yeah. I could see why. What a great testimony. What a great story. I mean, I thought, so Mel tells me, well, my friend Madeline's going to come and she tunes pianos. I was like, fantastic. <laughs> Sounds There's wonderful. There's more to me than that. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But no, really, I think sharing your story is really incredible on a lot of different levels because I think, um, you know, starting a business is scary enough. Starting a business with small children is even mm-hmm. scarier. And then keeping it going through a, you know, pandemic, a, a traumatic event and oh, yeah. a violent crime yes. and then going through a, a pandemic and, you know, and all you're trying to do is bring people, you know, the music that they need to to heal in the first place. Yes. And two kids in the Air Force. And two kids that in the would, Air Force. That would send me over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> you're already over the edge. I know, I know. We know, I know. this. <laughs> no, but I think, it, I think it's such a great story to share that, you know, you can be resilient and be strong and get through you know, everything that you need to with the tools that you have. And it all started yes. with a little uh, mail-in correspondence course on on tuning pianos. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a great wrap-up. <laughs> That's awesome, Christy. I know. Anyway, is there anything we need to mention that we've left out that when somebody has an issue with their, with their um, piano? Like, is there anything in particular? Pianos actually need to be tuned at least once a year, okay. whether they're played or not, because there's so much tension across mm-hmm. the strings okay. that, like my shoulders. that yeah. helps keep them where they need to be. Kind of like your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we, um, we got to go. I hate that. It's been, this has been a fast show, has been, it? It has. I, it's so interesting. Like, now I want to go buy a book on p- the internal workings of a piano. Because I, I, I didn't know. This is so interesting. But, yes, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having and me. And we've got the Conroe Symphony Orchestra concert coming up on sep- October, October 15th. 15th. Um, it is going to be at the Willis, Performing Arts, Willis High School Performing Arts Center. It's right there on 75 um, at the corner of 830. Go check it out. If you've never experienced the symphony, go check out their website. I mean, and and go see one of their shows. You will absolutely not regret it. And my business is Madeline's Piano Tuning and Repair. And my phone number is 936-581-0094. And you can Google Madeline's Piano Tuning and Repair. Are you on Facebook? find me. I am on Facebook also. Excellent. See, so we're going to have to make sure that we share our page. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for coming and joining us today. Make sure y'all tune in every Wednesday at noon whenever we bring Hump Hour of Hump Day to you right here with (laughs) Toast the Town with Christy Mel. You definitely deserve a toast. Thank you, Madeline. We look forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you. Y'all make it a great week.